0: I'm Matthew Moore, and this is Down Ballot, a podcast about politics and government on the local level. Today, we'll tackle a statewide ballot measure for Arkansas. Issue three Initiative process and legislative referral requirements amendment. Plus, an interview with Kelly Kraut, a candidate for the Arkansas House of Representatives in District 90, and how she's been implementing some new ideas to overcome her inability to campaign face-to-face. Stick around. As a voter in Arkansas, you will see three different ballot measures this year. But before we get into that, let's address the elephant in the room. What is a ballot measure? Generally speaking, a ballot measure is a law, issue, or question that appears on a state or local ballot for voters to decide on. Issue three is a statewide measure. Some recent examples of statewide ballot measures include medical marijuana, an increase in state minimum wage, and the authorization of some new casinos. How do ballot measures end up on, well, you know, the ballot? Here's Jerry Cox, Executive Director of Family Council, based out of Little Rock.
1: Really, it's two basic ways that things get there. Either the people do it via petition or the legislature does it by voting and referring it out.
0: Family Council is a conservative organization who has previously done the work of preparing and promoting statewide ballot measures over the last 30 years. So today, let's break down one of the more confusing ones. Issue three, the Initiative Process and Legislative Referral Requirements Amendment. Don't worry, you're not alone. That is definitely gibberish. This is essentially a ballot measure uh, about ballot measures. All right, so let's say that you feel that a law needs to be changed or an amendment needs to be made to the state constitution. You can just create a ballot measure and voila, everything's fixed. Uh, Kind of. Here's David McAvoy, the chair of Protect Our Voices. A legislative question committee, his grassroots organization is one of the most vocal groups opposing issue three.
2: What it amounts to is the state of Arkansas, uh, its state constitution has for the last 100 years guaranteed voters the ability to get pretty much whatever they want on the ballot. Now, you still have, they're still, you know, working within the U.S. Constitution. Something like that could still be found to be unconstitutional and struck down. But our state is rather unique, especially in the South, for giving voters that amount of power. Turns out there are currently a few
0: requirements in order to get a statewide citizen initiative ballot measure. You must collect signatures from at least 15 counties in Arkansas and have the required signatures by July of the election year. That's pretty much the gist of it.
2: But... You know, issue three threatens to change that. If
0: this ballot measure passes, here's what changes. Instead of collecting signatures from 15 counties, that number would triple to 45 counties. Instead of collecting signatures by July of the election year, it would now be January, six months earlier. Previously, there was no deadline to legally challenge a petition or appeal to petition being held up in court, but that would be changed to April 15th of the election year. David's group, Protect Our Voices, R-A-R, as in Arkansas, is in opposition to this ballot measure, but he offers a counterpoint.
2: The other side is essentially arguing that, you know, we need to protect our constitution by doing this. They say it's, it's too easy to amend the state constitution. My view on this is that it's a funny argument to say that you have to protect the constitution from the people it's written to govern. Can you
0: tell me a little bit about why a state representative would support this?
2: They told us themselves that it was the Arkansas Chamber of Commerce and the Arkansas Farm Bureau that came to them and said, hey, pass this amendment. And that, to me, highlights really, you know, the incredible level of access and influence that wealthy special interest groups have in our system of government right now. Because think about it, how many uh, average people do you think go up to their state representative and say, here's a constitutional amendment for you to take away the people's rights with. Please pass this for me and get it done. You know, these organizations, a lot of what they complain about passing recently, you know, passed with 60, sometimes 70 percent of the vote. Very popular stuff. So that's, again, to me, a funny argument. But even if, you know, I agreed with them on that, what I would... You know, uh, say back to it is there's plenty of stuff that is passed on our ballot that I didn't necessarily agree with, but I didn't try to take away the people's right to decide what they saw on their ballot either.
0: Jerry Cox knows a thing or two about getting a measure on the statewide ballot.
1: Over the last 30-something years, I've had the privilege of directing and working on five statewide ballot initiatives. And these are the ones where you go out and gather signatures and you put the measure on the ballot and people vote on it. And so I'm a very strong believer in the initiative process, the citizen initiative process, because that's a way that the citizens can really, in a way, go around the legislature if they feel like they need to. If the legislature is not getting it done, then the people can go out and they can circulate petitions and put a put a law on the ballot. And if a majority of the people vote for it, no matter what the legislature thinks, it becomes law.
0: The three measures on the ballot this November are all brought forward by the legislature. But the work Jerry and Family Council does is considered, quote unquote, citizen initiated. One of those measures Family Council brought on as a ballot measure was back in 2004, proposing an amendment to the Arkansas State Constitution that legal marriage consists only between one man and one woman. The measure was approved by nearly 75% of voters here in Arkansas, but was definitively overturned following the U.S. Supreme Court ruling in 2015 for all voter-approved constitutional bans on same-sex marriage. Jerry and his organization are more conservative than David and his group. But the two were surprisingly closer on this ballot measure than you might have expected.
1: I will say this on the front end. I spoke against the measure generally when it was offered at the legislature. Now, right now, Family Council, my organization, we're neutral on it, but I did speak against it uh, at the Capitol. What they said they were trying to do is they said, we're trying to fix the problem of people buying their way to the ballot here in Arkansas.
0: So the legislature is concerned with big money organizations using their spending power to circumvent the government. That's not how David sees these citizen initiatives though. So it's my understanding that you are not taking a side on what the ballot measures are in the future. For you, it's the liberty to bring forth ballot measures in a reasonable way. Is that fair to say?
2: Absolutely. You know, as far as what issues are on the ballot, we, we don't take a position on anything else that's on there and we're not going to. This is about preserving the ability of the people of Arkansas to decide what they see on their ballot, and more specifically for the right of ordinary people of Arkansas. Because the biggest thing about these limits is or these new limits that they're trying to push through Issue 3, is that the only people that will be able to utilize the initiative and referendum process will be organizations that have an enormous amount of money so that they can meet those requirements. Ordinary people, grassroots groups, concerned citizens who just have something they care about are going to be totally shut out of the process.
0: One other thing I want to touch on here and maybe as someone who has proposed ballot measures and has done this sort of work, is the, the sort of language that is built around what goes on the ballot and what a yes or no vote really means. As I'm looking here at issue three, from the looks of it, it says a yes vote supports the amendment to change requirements for citizen initiatives and a no vote opposes the amendment. However, in the, in the wording of the ballot measure itself, it's Not necessarily clear that you saying yes means, yes, I want to change what this does or saying, you know, some people may look at this and say, yes, I want to stop this process. Can you talk a little bit about the language around what a yes or no really means? Yeah, to me, one of the classic examples
1: of this is the so-called term limits amendment that was put forth back a a few years ago, not the one that's on there now. But the one that was put forth back a few years ago, it said to institute term limits or something like that is how it it read.
0: The measure that Jerry's talking about here was from 2014. On the ballot, the measure title was, quote, An Amendment Regulating Contributions to Candidates for State or Local Office, comma, Barring Gifts from Lobbyists to Certain State Officials, comma, Providing for setting salaries of certain state officials, comma, and setting term limits for members of the General Assembly. That's not confusing at all, right? The measure was ostensibly about term limits. So some people may have assumed that a yes vote meant that you were in favor of term limits.
1: They didn't tell you that it was extending the length of terms or the length of time that a lawmaker could serve in office. So I remember going to vote with my 20 something year old son and I said to him, I said, Richard, now you're going to see a term limits measure on the ballot and it's going to look like it's to, like, tighten down how long a person can serve in office. I said, but it actually extends how long they can serve in office. And so um, we talked about that on the way to vote. And he and I walked out together and he said, Dad, I would have voted wrong on that if you hadn't explained it to me ahead of time. Because it appeared to a lot of people that this was to limit terms, not extend them as it, as it ended up doing. So a lot of people voted for it. It passed.
0: Now that you're nice and confused, let's get back to issue three here. What does a yes vote mean and what does a no vote mean? A yes vote means that you are in favor of the extra requirements for a citizen-initiated ballot measure. Signatures from more counties, earlier deadline to collect signatures, and a deadline to pursue legal action. A no vote means that you are not in favor of these extra requirements. When it comes to ballot measures generally, Jerry offers some advice.
1: Don't just rely on the ballot summary. The measure may be several thousand words long, but there'll be a summary of about 300 words. That's what actually appears on your ballot when you sit down to get ready to vote. And so it would be prudent for people, even though it's like extremely frustrating, read the whole thing. And then talk to people who understand what this is. So ask a lot of people, ask a lot of questions.
0: Jerry Cox is the Executive Director of Family Council, based in Little Rock. David McAvoy is the Chair of Protect Our Voices. We'll be right back. Kelly Kraut is a first time candidate running for the General Assembly of Arkansas in District 90 which covers parts of Rogers, Lowell, Cave Springs, and the northern part of Springdale. Okay, technically not a first-time candidate.
3: Well, my political experience is limited to running for class president in high school, which I did win, okay, against a pretty big political giant um, in the area, but we don't have to brag about that.
0: (laughs) Outside of that prestigious role, though, this is her first go at politics. Kelly says she was apprehensive about getting involved for a while.
3: It was overwhelming to me, and I felt like I couldn't know everything, so I didn't really want to know anything. I did debate when I decided to run, like, oh, am I smart enough to do this? Do I know enough to do this? And then I realized that was kind of a little bit of internalized misogyny, like, oh, of course I can do this. I'm just as capable as anybody else who's running. Nobody knows every single thing about a job before they get into that job. And so I really am out to squash that myth that you've got to be uber qualified and prepared or have a super specific degree to run for office. If you care about your community and you're willing to learn and listen to people, you can run for office, that's it.
0: So why now for Kelly? Well, nobody was running on the Democratic ticket in her district. Plus,
3: I'm also going back to school for my social work graduate degree. And I was sitting in a social work policy class last fall and just listening to how policy gets changed and the best way to initiate change. And I just left feeling like I want a seat at that table making change. And is it a great time? I mean, is there any ever a great time for anything? I've got a lot of kids. That's true. But I don't want to wait till my kids are grown to try to change the area for my kids. It'll be too late for them at that point. So I wanna be a part of change now, and I wanna show my kids that when you see a need, you can step up and fill it, and you don't have to wait for everything to be just right to do that.
0: Kelly is a mother to seven sons, four of them biological, three of them adopted from the foster care system, ranging in age from 22 to five. And perhaps all of these kids play a role in how I heard about Kelly's campaign. I was scrolling through my Instagram stories one day, and a friend from St. Louis had shared a TikTok video of a political candidate. Upon further inspection, I realized that this St. Louisan was sharing Kelly's video. I wasn't the first one to experience this, it turns out.
3: I hear stories like that a lot where it's somebody from out of area shared it and somebody in area heard about it. So the algorithm really kind of is beyond me. But I'm super thankful TikTok has been really awesome as far as helping me get the word out about my campaign and what I what I stand for.
0: TikTok, of course, has become the go-to social media platform for Gen Zers, as well as, you know, people like me who want to pretend we're younger than we actually are. The COVID-19 pandemic has clearly put a halt on traditional campaigning. But for someone like Kelly, who had never done much face-to-face campaigning to begin with, TikTok and social media has actually played into her strengths.
3: I'm a fast talker and I like to get things across in a pretty simplified fashion. And so a 60 second format is perfect for me to be able to explain how I feel about different issues.
0: In a normal campaign, a candidate has what is called a stump speech. Is a rehearsed, choreographed, memorized speech that they use time and time again as they hold public events. It's typically more motivational than substantive, and it almost never changes either. You can't get away with that on TikTok. Kelly's videos show a lot of nuance that is hard to get into during normal campaigning.
3: You know, I do think being in the South, being in the Bible Belt, there is, I mean, I've had friends tell me, I grew up being told, vote Republican because Democrats are demons. Like, that's sort of what a lot of people around here think. I am a Christian, and I'm pretty open about my faith. I'm just a more liberal Christian than most of the Christians that I encounter, at least on a daily basis. And so I've had fun breaking down some of the things that people think, Democrats think, across the board from a Christian standpoint.
0: TikTok tends to have a trend or style of video that people use as templates and riff on using different material. The idea is that you recognize the trend, you probably actually found it by following a hashtag, but each creator provides a unique spin on that trend. One of those trends looks like this. Imagine someone having a dialogue or really more of a back-and-forth discussion, where each side is a strong stereotype. A husband and a wife, a parent and a child. But it's actually just one person, as both sides of the conversation dressed slightly differently
3: so the way i do a lot of these tiktok videos like you've seen is i kind of have conversations with myself a conservative version of myself and a liberal version of myself and how ideally i would like to see conversations go and i do feel like i understand the conservative viewpoint very well because i was very conservative as a teenager and a young adult it's been a a process for me to switch to the other side of the spectrum. And so I really have looked at all of these issues individually and decided how I feel about it personally instead of just taking someone's word for it when I was 16.
0: Doing this conservative Kelly, liberal Kelly face-off lets her tackle some of the thornier issues of her platform.
3: It's the most controversial topics that get picked up. So I did a video on the Second Amendment and what... (laughs) That was a big one because people think that Democrats are just anti-Second Amendment, want to take your guns. And just because one Democrat said something like that in the public sphere does not mean every single Democrat is against all guns. We're gun owners. And so that one, the choice video, there's one about taxes that did pretty well. Just the main misconceptions of the parties, I think, are the ones that are taking off.
0: TikTok wasn't really her initial idea. And if you go back through her first few videos on the app, you see that they didn't have the instant virality we might think came to her.
3: I've been making videos for my campaign before I started TikTok, and I joked with my older kids, I was like, y'all watch, mama gonna go viral. And I was just like being a dork, and they were like, shut up mom, you're ridiculous. And then when one actually did, I definitely rubbed that in their faces like a lot. It was so fun.
0: (laughs) Kelly has this simultaneous goofiness and authenticity that may not have been able to come across in traditional campaigning. But these 60 second videos give us a glimpse into the kind of politician she is. And if COVID-19 has brought us something, anything, maybe it's more moms running for office, making silly videos.